Welcome and thanks for tuning in to our Harvest Valor Men's Podcast. It's Pastor Mike here. Good to be with you today as you sip on your morning coffee or drive down the road. And I hope you've all been weathering the storms that we've been having here in sunny California. I always think of that 70s song by Albert Hammond. It never rains in California. Girl, don't they warn you. It pours. Man, it pours. And it's poured pretty good. But today it's actually uh, not raining, but it is cold outside, isn't it? I hope everything's everyone's doing well. You know, we're going to be looking at a great part of Scripture today out of the book of James, James chapter 4, if you want to turn there. And uh, men, I hope you've been following Pastor Greg as he takes us through this series in James titled, Walk This Way. You can always log on to harvest.church and click the watch sermons icon. And uh, better than that, you can come to our 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock Sunday morning services right here at Harvest Orange County or Harvest Riverside. So uh, hope to see you at church. I want to start with a question today. When do you remember first wondering what you were going to do with your life? Let me say that again. When do you remember first wondering what you were going to do with your life? Were you young, say 10 or 11, maybe in elementary school? Maybe you always wanted to be a fireman or a doctor or a coach and maybe it wasn't until high school. When I was in high school, I thought about becoming a pharmacist. I actually had a part-time job delivering drugs. Settle down. It was legal prescriptions to people's, to their homes or to convalescent homes and such. But what I really thought about was sports and surfing or the next party because I had parents who took good care of me. They did teach me how to work hard, but I really wasn't all that concerned about finding my destiny or worrying about how I was going to survive until college. And it was in college that I did a little self-inspection and realized I didn't have much of a plan but needed to get one. And I came to the realization that I wanted more than just a career. I wanted to realize my destiny or calling, but didn't know what it was, which really set me on a path to find what that was, which led me to God. And when I found God, or should I say when he found me, I wanted to know what he wanted of me. If he's God, what's his plan? What was his will for my life? And that was 42 years ago. And I could wholeheartedly say that God has shown me his plan, his calling, his will in my life. And he still is showing me that. Sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's clear and distinct. But sometimes it has been just in the rollout of life. How can we discover God's will in our lives? Are we just left to figure it out all on our own? Is that the journey? Is that what the journey is all about? Will God guide me? Does he really care? How will I know? In this portion of scripture, James is writing to Christians who were just like you and me. They had temptations that they dealt with. They had serious trials and times of pain and suffering. They were learning to walk by faith. They were learning how to allow their faith to affect their lives. Uh, they needed wisdom. They needed to know God's will. So let's pick up in James 4, verse 13 through 17. And James says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. 
You know, this passage so nails our attitude so often. We make our plans. I'm quitting my job that I've had for 15 years, and I'm taking another position in Los Angeles. So I'm going to be a social media consultant or a uh, influencer. Okay, maybe it's I'm going to move to Malibu. Yeah, the mortgage is a little high, but hey, it's it's Malibu. Or I just sold my car to Carfax, and I'm buying the new Ford Lightning, the new electric truck. Oh, yeah, $1,200 a month, but, you know, my carbon footprint is smaller. I'm going to follow my gut. You fill in the blank. Making plans. You know, James says to us, it's kind of funny the way he even says, he says, come now, come now. Like, what are you doing? You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but God does. You don't know what's going to become of your life but God does. Don't you think it would be good for us to talk to the one who created us? Don't you think it might make sense to ask the one who says in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Or maybe in Psalms where David says, For you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knows well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, yet being unformed. In your book they were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Oh, how precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I could count them, they would be more than the number of the sand. Or how about Ephesians 10, where the Apostle Paul says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them, if the Lord wills. Certainly more than implies that God does care and God does have a desire to lead us and guide us in our lives. You know, Ephesians 5.11 says, God works all things according to the counsel of his will. The counsel of his will. You know, God is not a deist. (laughs) Deists reject the notion of divine intervention in human affairs. They believe that God created and then backs off and just says, work it out, guys. The Bible doesn't teach that at all. In fact, if we look at the life of people in the Bible, we see clearly God's hand of guidance in their lives, moving them toward his perfect will and plans for their lives. Think about Genesis 12. Abraham was 70 years old when God told him to leave his homeland. Listen to this. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God tells Abraham to go to the land that I will show you. The Bible says he went. Actually, the Bible says he went not knowing where he was going but he went. Let's look at this. Abraham's told by God to leave and that God was going to give him a new homeland. God was going to make him a great nation. God was going to give him a great name. 
God was going to bless him. God was going to bless those who bless him and curse those who would curse him, and that all the families of the earth would be blessed. And you know, all that Abraham really knew that what God told him was to leave, to go, to pack up. God didn't give him the blueprints of how the rest would all happen, but God told Abraham to go. And Abraham went, and he did God's will, not even knowing where he was going. Here we have a perfect picture of God's revealed will and God's secret will. Let's call it God's general will and God's custom will. What was revealed? I want you to go. I want you to go. And I will do thus and so. But along with God's revealed will, there was God's secret will, this custom will, this mysterious unknown will. And God always works this way in our lives. There is his revealed will to us, and then there's God's secret will. And there are things that are not revealed to us, but they are still part of God's perfect will for us. What? Okay, so what is God's revealed will for me? Oh, I'm glad you asked. More than that, God's glad you asked. Ephesians 5.17 says, Don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Right here, the will of the Lord is found in the Word of the Lord, the Word of God, the Bible. This is God's revealed will for us, every jot and every tittle. You know, the Bible says I'm to love the Lord God with all my heart and my soul and my strength. The Bible says I'm to love my neighbor as myself. The Bible says as a husband, I'm to love my wife as Christ so loved the church. Some of you don't have a wife yet, but that'll be your calling too. The Bible also says I'm to lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares me and to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8, it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that you should know how to possess your own vessel in sanctification and honor. These are things that God has revealed to us. So there is God's revealed will. Okay, Mike, I got that. I guess that's a slam dunk. I do need to be following God's revealed will. But what about the stuff I don't know? What about God's secret will? This is key. You will find God's secret will in the midst of his revealed will. You will find God's secret will in the midst of his revealed will. Let me say it again. You will find God's custom will, his secret will, in the midst of his revealed will. You know, Abraham would have never been the patriarch had he not left his hometown, had he not left Haran. You know, think about Joseph someone who God raised up to be second in command in Egypt. You know, Joseph, that never would have happened if he would have been obedient to the Lord, even when he was in captivity and working for Potiphar. Yet he acknowledged to his brothers who sold him into slavery that even though they meant it for evil, God meant it for good. It was God's plan. It was God's will. God is involved. He cares. He wants to reveal his perfect will to us, but we must respond in obedience to his revealed will first. You know, David cried out in Psalms 143.10, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. 
And Jesus said, when you pray, Father, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's only in obedience that we can discover the joy of the perfect will of God in our lives. I was 21 when I felt God calling me to get ready to be a pastor, but I didn't feel called to go into seminary or to Bible school. I was working 60 hours a week, just providing for my family. I was in the construction industry and the auto parts industry, and I just kept reading and studying and serving at church and kind of doing the ministry that God had put in front of me at the church, but working, you know, in career. And But I just kept doing that. But I still felt that call in my life. And one day, God called me to come to work at church. And it wasn't into the mean. I'm still seeking God's will in my life. But, you know, following God's will is not always easy. Pastor Greg has said, in the end, finding God's will comes down to living out what God has revealed. Man, that is so good. Let me give you five takeaway truths. Number one, James says, come now. Get right with God right now. Psalms 24, 3-5 says, Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord. We need to get right with God right now. If you want to know God's perfect will for you, we need to get right with God right where we're at right now. And if there's sin in your life that you haven't confessed to him, you haven't gone to the cross. You need to do that right now. Get right with God. So often our sin keeps us from God's perfect will in our life. So come now. The second thing is pray for wisdom. James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who will give liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God to give you insight in what to do. The third thing is you must surrender. So many times we have our own plans, our own things that we have, we're holding on to. And God says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to offer ourselves and our lives to God. The fourth thing is we must trust God. We need to trust God. You know, we walk by faith. You know, the Bible actually says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. We need to, to have take steps of faith, just like Abraham did. He went out not knowing where he was going, like Joseph who denied that temptation because he knew God's hand was upon him, Daniel and many others. But we need to trust God. And last and fifth is to ask God. Ask God, what is his will? You know, Jesus said, so I say unto you, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And him who knocks, the door will be opened. And it's so important for us to go before the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to do here? Of course, we look at Scripture, we get counsel, we look at the circumstances, but we ask, God, what is your will here? And then we take those steps of faith. So maybe you're in that place right now where you're seeking God's will for your life. I want to pray. I want to pray for us all right now and ask God to give us direction 
as we look into his word and we seek his will for our lives. So would join with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you, Lord, that you do care for the secret things of our lives. And Lord, we thank you that you have given us your will in your word. And we, Father, we pray that all of us would be students of your word, seeking what your revealed will is to us. But Lord, there's also those things that are just custom to each and every one of our lives. And we pray that as we seek you, as we pray, as we ask for wisdom, as we trust you and take steps of faith, Lord, that you would show us your custom will, your secret will in our lives. And in it, you would be glorified. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.